ladies and gentlemen. Everywhere the sound touches is our kingdom. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, oh, Doc. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Well, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello! Hello? Hi! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Owen Stellini. And I'm a Fulia Cantarmaggio. Welcome to a podcast called Fred. Hey, you yes. people. Hello, hello. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yes, welcome back. Yes. yes. Welcome back, Wayne, as well. It's Thank a, you. It's in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Did you miss me? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> Fulia, surely you've missed me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get love from that. <laughs> we'll see. If, we'll see if your opinion changes by the end of the episode. Most likely. <laughs> it, it might. Uh, tell us what you've been up to. Myself. Well, uh, been an interesting <laughs> fortnight. I think since I last um, hung out and, and played with you, lovely ladies. Probably the more interesting thing that I've done is working on a play that I'm hoping to. Uh, put on stage for January 2020. So I've had auditions Yay. this week. Yay. Auditions are always fun, but there's always that bit where you just go, I'm going to have to say no to so many of you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we had we had a good response. There were a lot of talented young men um, performing. It's always lovely because you just expand your networks and see what other people are up to. Yeah. Mm. One of the more amusing things about <laughs> auditions is, you know, the auditionee will sit down. You're like, oh, you know, tell me about yourself. And, one of the, and for those who are in current productions, it's the first thing they will mention. Well, I'll be in a Melbourne Fringe show titled da-da-da at blah-blah-blah with these days. I'm just like, that's it, you plug it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, just, I find that quite amusing that any chance you get, you'll always talk about the show you're working on. Wow. Yes. That's good. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You do yeah. it too. You're like, yeah. every ticket counts. Yeah. <laughs> Love me. Promotion. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. But, but yeah, it's always refreshing to see talent come out and you know as you get older the uh, the actors get younger and it's just lovely to see um such young talent as mm. well and they're so damn good it's painful mm-hmm. it's kind of disgusting <laughs> how good they are but seeing um all these wonderful young men um just committed to their craft so that's been that's been look tiring but it's been a lot of fun as well so hopefully by the uh, next time i'm on this podcast i will say that i have cast said show which is exciting (laughs) and yeah and and really look really that's been my focus so nothing too interesting um getting over the flu which is the time of year for it i suppose been working work's been a bit sluggish so i'm just writing stories in my head to keep myself sane to be honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm the most creative when i'm not at my desk but when i'm actually in the shop (laughs) me too yeah it's so frustrating yeah it is it is Uh, this is why you know uh, I guess to some degree one could argue writer's block does not exist because creativity will just come to you yep. yeah. when oh. it needs to come to you. Yep. 
I yeah. hear. Oh, I hear. Um, but look, it's been a quiet but pleasant few weeks for me, actually. Can't complain. Nothing too exciting. Uh, one of the highlights was seeing a certain exhibition with Ms. Fulia. Oh, yes. That was good. Yeah, was I haven't a... heard your take on it yet. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was a lot of fun. Like, I'm majored in history at uni in my undergrad. And I have to admit, Asian history isn't in a region of history that particularly interests me as much. I'm mm-hmm. more interested in Australian, European, and North American history. They're sure. just, I guess... Grabs you. Yeah. I guess based on just even the culture I've grown up in and the sure. culture that I'm from, so you'd automatically sway towards them. But it yeah. was really fascinating. Yeah. And um, seeing some of these terracotta warriors was just awe-inspiring, actually. Like, just the craftsmanship and how beautiful they look. And we now sort of know them as this just one stony color, but to think that they were actually painted. Yeah. yeah. And these bright colors back in the day and, uh, you know, getting to see some of the horses yeah, as well yeah, and, yeah. and replicas of some others. The weaponry was beautiful. The jewelry was beautiful. So it's just incredible to think that these things have lasted two, three, four thousand years yeah. like i can't fathom something standing for that long yeah yeah uh, you, you know yeah. you know and admittedly you know they they had fallen to pieces and they're pieced back together but still they've lasted to be able to piece back together it's yeah, not like exactly. they were rubble or anything yeah yeah but it, no it was absolutely beautiful and yeah yeah there's a lot of good um stuff happening in melbourne at the moment so a few other exhibitions i'd like to see um so we'll see if i get around to those but that, that was a particular highlight and Yes, it was just lovely spending time with Fulia. Aww. It was my, my birthday present to Miss <laughs> Fulia uh, because I knew that I would be working and um, not company for a particular gaming night. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So I just decided to be selfish, really, and made it all about me and said, you get to spend time with me. <laughs> <laughs> which I enjoyed. Thank you, Fulia. Thank you. Uh, so speaking of which, how has your week been? Yeah. So my week has been a birthday week. Yay. I say someone's a year older. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to your thirties. Yes, officially. Exactly. Officially, broken the barrier. Thirty-one. Yes. Yeah. Still early thirties, mind you. Yes. Still early thirties. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> uh, so yes, celebrated my birthday. Decided to have my hair done, and it looks so good. I have a fringe now. Fulia's yeah. fringe. Hashtag Fulia's fringe. <laughs> looks lovely. It looks so great. It yes. suits you so well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I actually did have a fringe like in the last 10 years. Mm. Um, so, but I think having no fringe for quite some time and then bringing it back. Now I'm still trying to get used to it. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like Kendall and I perhaps... Didn't know you when you had a friend? No, no. I don't feel no. like we've ever it seen you. Yeah. yeah, it would have been, it definitely would have been pre-fringe. Yeah. That you would have known me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, post-fringe. Post-fringe, yes. Post-fringe. Yes. And I have to say, yeah. not everyone can pull off a fringe, but you do, my dear. Oh, thank you. Yes, mm. you do. <laughs> Looks lovely. Thank you. Um, haven't really done much else myself apart from, you know, celebrating said birthday. <laughs> yes. Um, which, you know, was a lot of fun. And we had just gathered some close friends of mine in an apartment uh, in the city. And we just played some games, had some drinks, had a laugh. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, lovely. Yes. So, yeah, my, my week has been kind of quiet. I mean, I usually work at Channel 31 every week and, um, you know work from home hmm. as well after, you know when I'm not there and yeah it's been pretty good yeah nice how about you Kendall nice how's how your me? week how's my week been <laughs> good my week's been good 
I've worked, I have binged TV shows, uh, like No Tomorrow. Mm, you uh, have. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I watched almost the entirety of the last season of Orange is the New Black in one sitting. Mm-hmm. 11 hours of television straight. With just you know food and <laughs> food, food and toilet breaks, that's all I did. Yeah, you've uh, got to stretch those legs. Yeah, oof. yeah, but it was worth it. it was, there was a reason because it was really, really, really good. Mm. Really good end to the show. Um, uh, yes, and uh, I had a wonderful day out with Christina. Hello, if you're listening. Hi, Christina. Um, I that like was Christina. <laughs> <laughs> we love Christina. Um, yes, so we did that um, catching up and doing lunch and then we went to the movies so i have a quickie review later on as well which is exciting um and then obviously monthly episode Mm -hmm. had some recording on folia's birthday which was very special (laughs) yeah (laughs) very fun um and yeah what else have i done oh yeah and then just basically you know the games night for your birthday. Yeah. Oh, speaking of games night, I was up at Shenanigans on my birthday. Yes, you were. Playing games with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Having a good old time. Did they let you win? Well, I've actually started a series with them. Oh, hello. Yes, but I but they've, they've said I have to finish it. I have to finish that game before it actually goes up. Oh, so okay. it might be some time before I have a series up. <laughs> okay. So Fully is cheating on the incompetent gamers, hey? Yeah. <laughs> that popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, shout out to Shenanigans HQ. Yes. Uh, hopefully my series will be up before the end of the year. <laughs> but you can, you can promote it. Yeah, for, for your life as much yes. as you want on, this, we, on this podcast. Are we allowed to know what game you're playing, or do we have to wait to hear? Um, I'll I'll tell you now because by the time it comes out, people will probably forget. Yeah. Um, and, and it is you. You don't keep oh, secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's a game I've been really wanting to 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 buy and play ever since I. Uh, heard about the game and you know and it came out when the switch came out mm. so i was like was really curious about it and now that i've started playing it i'm really enjoying it so great yeah nice one yeah so we'll awesome. see how that goes later yes <laughs> it will be good awesome yes. um yeah i think that's it for me yep that's for us Yo. let's now head on to the week that was in the nerdy news yeah This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, nerdy news time. Nerdy news time. Let's start with some DC news. Um, The, yes. Yes, you're welcome. Um... I mean, I had no control over the news this week, so there's no Marvel news, but, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Consider these your brownie points. Thank you. You bastard. <laughs> I would just like to pause now so that we may all reflect how mean Kendall is. Oh, This my is just no. an indication she's let it slip. So for those of you who know Kendall and stare into those beautiful bright eyes and see that gorgeous wide smile oh and God, get stop. the privilege of... A- Amazing hugs. It's all a facade. <laughs> I've tried so hard to score brownie points with Kendall. I'm trying, people. I'm trying. 
Meanwhile, you have no idea what happened before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, so. and look, I'm just going to say now, he he came up with a template for this week's popcorn culture question, which was spoilers. Um, amazing. Um, hor- no. <laughs> what horrible films do you absolutely love and why? And he put a picture of Avengers Endgame. I just wanted to pay tribute to Kendall. And didn't, <laughs> and is like, I'm not going to post this. <laughs> so give me brownie points because I made this. And not posted it. So I deserve love. Well, it took a lot of restraint, you know. You sat there, took the time, and made it. (laughs) You get nothing from me. (laughs) But now you get the following DC-related news. Yay, so I get something from you. Yay. And. We continue and on. There we go. <laughs> With the news. And here comes the adjudicator fully out. Break Told it you. Okay. All right. Okay, starting with, starting with, uh, director of the upcoming New Gods movie, Ava DuVernay, um, recently did a Twitter Q&A. Uh, people asked her if uh, certain characters were going to be involved with the movie, and she confirmed uh, we will be seeing Darkseid, which is the main antagonist of the New Gods comic book run that uh, Jack Kirby created, um, as well as the female Furies, which are kind of a a race of female warriors that are kind of evil and uh, worship Darkseid. So they're going to be the bad guys of the movie. Um, But the movie is still in very early pre-production phases not coming out for a few years yeah. but um people were very excited to hear ava confirm we're going to actually see dark side on the big screen mm. properly now it's happening um in terms of television and animated television for dc this was really really cool uh, in one of the most recent episodes of young justice aquaman has been confirmed as a queer character which is so so cool mm. um so the episode, it's from the show Young Justice Outsiders. Um, in an episode of the series titled Quiet Conversations, uh, Aqualad, a.k.a. Aquaman, shared a lovely kiss with a male character, um, an Atlantean metahuman. I'm not going to say their names because I can't actually pronounce them. <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to try because I'm awful. I'm sorry. Um, and so they kiss and they're holding hands. It's really, really awesome. Um, it's not a complete out of the, out of the blue development because um, this uh, Aqualad, a.k.a. Aquaman, is uh, Black Manta's son. And he has, in one of the comics, he's told his dad that he's gay. Um, so it's not exactly, yeah, a surprise, mm. but it's really, really nice to see represented in animated media. Very, very awesome. Okay. Uh, moving into some other news now, we've got a lot of casting. This has been a big casting week in terms of nerdy news. This one has me very happy. Joss Whedon's upcoming HBO series entitled The Nevers has, uh, announced its cast and I'm just going to list off some of the Notable names um, that might get people interested. Let's see here. Uh, Laura Donnelly from Outlander is going to be in it. She's going to be playing one of the lead actresses. Uh, Olivia Williams, who has also worked with Joss Whedon before on the show Dollhouse, which is a very good show, very underrated sci-fi show. She's going to be in it. James Norton from Grantchester is going to be in it. Uh, Tom Riley from Da Vinci's Demons. It's a very heavy British cast because it's going to be taking place in Victorian England in the 19th century. Cool. Uh, really, really cool. Ben Chaplin. 
who else do we have? There's a couple of other big names and I'm trying to find them now. Eleanor Tomlinson, uh, Dennis O'Hare and Nick Frost hmm. are all going to be in it. Uh, so I am super, super keen for this. Uh, it's not going to be out until probably next year, I think, at this stage. But stay tuned for more news as it comes. Um, Stephen King news for his upcoming adaptation of The Stand that I can't remember if it's we said it was going to be a movie or a TV series. I think it was a... I've, I've completely forgotten. I feel like it would need to be a miniseries at least yeah, or a TV it, series. It's so long. It's so huge. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it is a TV series. Yeah. Okay, so um, Stephen King is actually going to write a new ending for the series mm. um, that was originally not in the books. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the book or book. I think there were books. It's a book. book at one point. It's yeah. a single book. I single book? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I must have read something incorrect. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's, he's going to be writing a new ending that's something that's people haven't seen or heard before uh, that is going to serve as the script for the final episode mm. of this series. Uh, and then they also announced that James Marsden, Amber Heard, Odessa Young, and Henry Zaga will be joining the cast. So it's just shaping up to be all kinds of epic, that one. I'm very excited for that. Um, the Halo TV series is still in production, uh, set for an early 2021 release, so still a little while away, uh, on the American channel Showtime. Um, they announced some additional casting this week as well, um, including who is going to be voicing Cortana, um, which a lot of nerds are very excited about. Uh, let's see. So Cortana, for those who don't know, is Ma uh, Master Chief's faithful AI companion. Master Chief is the main character of the Halo series. Uh, and she's very iconic. She will be voiced by British actress Natasha, I'm going to butcher this, <laughs> McEl, McElhone, McElhone, I don't know. It's, I'm very sorry. I'm not good at this. Um, <laughs> You're better than most. Let's be honest. Yes. McEl, McElhone. I'm going to say McElhone. Um, so she's best known for her roles in Californication and Designated Survivor. And she will also be playing... A physical character, like not a just not just the voicing, but a physical character, uh, Dr. Catherine Halsey as well in the Halo show. So she's going to be doing double duty uh, in the series. Uh, they also added Bokeem Woodbine to the cast. Um, he's a very talented actor. He was in uh, Fargo most recently, and he's I think there's a couple other big things he's doing, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. But yeah, so that's that is really really cool. Uh, there's a picture of. Natasha, she's very pretty, very blonde. She is in the beautiful. article I looked at. So she's no doubt she's got a wonderful voice to go along with it. So not until 2021 for Halo. Mm. Got a little bit of a wait. Um, okay, and some, speaking of things coming out in 2021, which is really going to be the year of the nerds. <laughs> I, I'm. Well, it's going to be insane. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie reboot will be coming out. In 2021, the release date is locked in 21st of November. Um, this movie has been in pre-production for a long time. Um, Lego movie director Chris McKay was attached to direct, uh, had been attached since 2018. 
so just last year. Um, but now it looks like he's stepping away. And Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, who uh, co-directed the hilarious movie Game Night, which I recommend everyone watching, uh, they also wrote the script for Spider-Man Homecoming. They're in talks to uh, co-direct the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, hasn't been locked in yet, but uh, exciting potential. Mm. Could be really good. Uh, and lastly, in the nerdy news, um, this during this week we got a, a little trailer for the upcoming season three of 13 Reasons Why, one of Netflix's most controversial shows. Uh, really good show, though, I will add. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be premiering on the 23rd of August. However, they also did announce that season four is in the works um, and will be their last season. Right. Um, the kids are graduating high school with that season, so they've decided to cap it off there, I think, oh, as a natural kind of end to the show. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you sense an end, but with an open ending almost. Like it would tease that they will still never be the same. Yeah. I imagine. A hundred percent. Considering, I won't spoil it in case people don't want to watch trailers, but in the trailer for season three, they revealed they've killed off a major character. Oh, okay. In the trailer. Wow. See, now, I actually haven't seen the trailer yeah. yet. Mm. Um, not for purposely avoiding it, but actually hasn't just sort of appeared on my radar. Yeah, right. But now that you've said that, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, don't. Yeah. But, I've, so. I've seen it even though I don't watch the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a, like, from from what the trailer, from what I've seen in the trailer, it seems like it's, he's a, he's a pretty... Um, pretty Pre big character. Pretty, it's very big. It's character. significant. They've, okay. they've yeah. killed. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I don't know. I don't know why they've decided to to put that in their trailer. Um, but I guess it's maybe a way of going. Look, guys, this is what we're going to be doing this season. Yeah. Well, it could be because the first two seasons were so focused on Hannah. Yeah. And now, because in season two, really kind of resolved Hannah. It did. Really. Yeah. So now they need another yeah. tragedy. I mean, we ended with uh, tragic circumstances. Yeah, it was uh, awful. With a particular young man. Yeah. And then he reacted mm -hmm. in a certain way. Yeah. And we could lead into that. Or maybe, again, I haven't seen the trailer. so it The could, trailer doesn't actually reference anything. Anything like that. But we just know that a major character is killed. Yeah. And so maybe they want to establish it. Because almost maybe like Hannah, they might then go back and reflect to the well, lead up see, to it. See, this perhaps. is the thing. I think it. I think the the, the it's the big mystery is is who yeah. who who did it. Who did it? So, right. Yeah. So it's okay. going to be a whole who done it situation. Okay. Whether it's one of the students or one of the teachers. Yeah. Or Sounds who. interesting. I think I'm going to yeah. try hard to avoid spoilers. I hope you can avoid this. Yeah. The, 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 I'd love you to go in cold. Yeah. But I, ma I imagine they'll spoil that first episode. Though, yeah. If they put it in their trailer. Yeah. Exactly. But still, if yeah. you could, yeah, turn episode one on and be like. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're gonna. Yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. Um, but yeah, very excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, we'll be coming to an end, which I I personally think is a good decision, given I think the sh the show has successfully done what it set out to do. Yeah, it had, season one was adapted from a book in, mm. in its entirety. Um, yes. So this the show that's continued has come off you know all original material, nothing you know not yeah. based on anything, adapted from anything. Similar to The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yes. correct. Yeah. So yeah, um, but no, I'm, I don't want them to uh, kind of you know be that flog a dead horse. You don't have to stay the welcome. Yeah. You know, it's like as much as you love a show, you'll be like, okay, you need to end now. Yeah. I don't want you to ruin the perfection For that sure. you are. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. it's great that they're doing the same thing with Stranger Things as well. 
Yes. You know, because yes. isn't it like five they're going to enter that? Five or six, yeah. one of them. And they're which not is, they're not going to go forever. Which is as okay. Well. Yeah. And it makes a whole lot of sense because the whole point of that show is focusing around these kids. Yeah. They're they're growing up fast. Exactly. They're they're already growing up and they're now already introducing younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um Fulia, anything in the news you wanted to touch on before we move on? Um, yeah, uh, just going back to the top with um, with Aquaman. Now, not sure how relevant or in canon this will be for the actual DCEU, mm-hmm. but would that mean that in any future Aquaman-related films that he would be a queer character? This is a... Um, or the... is this only for the animation? No, I think th- this Aquaman... Uh, that's in this just just uh, sorry Young Justice yeah. series Outsiders series is a different Aquaman too. He's not um, Arthur Curry, right? He's a different oh incarnation. Okay. He's a different incarnation. Ah, okay, so that makes he, sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, but that is not to say that we could never not have a Arthur Curry, you know, mm. yeah. hooking up with a guy like that would not be unheard of. And I'm pretty sure Momoa would be down for that because I know I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's Wouldn't be real. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. But yeah, no. So it's a, yeah. They're not the exact same. But yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah. But yeah so they're not really in canon. So no. It's but it's something that it's something if they wanted to, they could bring to the big screen. Yeah, yeah. they could. Yeah. Totally. I, I yeah. will argue that I don't think we're in a in a time where a uh, a queer character, especially a male one, will headline a superhero blockbuster. Yeah, we're still I, probably I, a little ways away. Yeah. Not mm. not in a major. In a major. Nah. I don't think. I don't think that will happen. Yeah. Ever? Well, or just I, not from right now? Right now. Uh, look, probably not for another decade or two, to be perfectly honest. You think really? Yeah. I think, wow. look, the closest you, you've ever come, really, is Wonder Woman, yeah. who I know is not a, a queer character, but is such a huge queer following. And yes, I understand that Batman has two, and I'm sure a lot of other superheroes have two. Yeah. But, you know, Wonder Woman is the closest, considering that she lives on an island with women. Yeah. It's acknowledged well, that the, in the comics that the women on Themyscira have same-sex relationships. Yeah. You know, like that's your closest It's very to much it. implied that she she's like, well, she probably, I feel like Diana probably doesn't see no. sexuality that way. No, because it's just about, well, I suppose what sexuality really is, it's about companionship and affection and yeah, an expression yeah. of feelings and love, really. That's true, It's yeah. not like a, a, a sordid a, thing, like how, like how our we, society does, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, they, I, I just love that scene with uh, her and... Uh, Steve Trevor on the boat when, mm. after they've left the mascara in the movie. And, yeah. and, you know, she's, you know, just basically implying that the women just, you know, pleasure themselves yes. and, and they don't need men and all yes. that stuff. Like, it's really, <laughs> it's, I think it's really nice. You know, which comes from the comics. Yeah, I think yeah, it does. Which, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but I think, um, I don't know if it's one, if it's Diana or, or someone else, but one of the Amazonians is actually showing a priest around the mascara who is there. And he asks, and she goes, oh, and sometimes we pleasure ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I just know that even in the comics, he's got this really um, puzzled face, I suppose. Yeah. I remember laughing a lot. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. And on that too, I mean, you know, the MCU is finally getting their first out character in Valkyrie. Yes. Yes. So, and she's not even leading the film. Yes. Like, she's going to be a big part of, mm. yeah. of, of Thor, Love and Thunder, but she, she's not going to be the lead. No. But that's still a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. Representation yeah. is always important. I mean, I have to, you have to give kudos as well to like X-Men who really kicked that yeah. off in comics and in films and things like that. That, so that allegory, man. Always lovely. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else for you? Or you... Mm, no, I think that was it. 
No? Mm-hmm. Could I point out about The Stand? So has yes. um, anyone read the book? The no, I never have. No, like I've got a copy of it that I've got at a secondhand shop, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's still sitting on the shelf with the 50 other titles that I've pretend <laughs> pretended to <laughs> pretended read. Pretended to read. Uh, but I do remember the original miniseries. Have either of you seen that at all? No, I haven't either. Yeah. I've never, never yeah. had the opportunity to watch it. So that I remember that because that came out in the 90s when I was mm. in high school. That was such a huge event. And that was a four-part miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, it was intense. I remember the marketing for it, though, because uh, it was on Network 10. And Network 10 also um, aired Melrose Place. If you've all heard of that show, I, I know, no, I know, no, Melrose yeah, Place. Yeah, so Melrose yeah. Place was your what they call the water cooler show of the time. That even though it didn't rate as highly as say other shows, it was up against. Mm. It was the show everyone would be talking about Wednesday yeah. morning. Mm, even yeah. us at school, <laughs> we would literally be talking about it the next day. And um, there was a point made that when the stand premiered on TV, and again they made such a huge deal about it, um, and they cancelled all these other different programs that were normally scheduled. But The Stand aired on the Sunday night, the Monday night, then returned Wednesday and Thursday, that not even The Stand could um, replace Melrose Place for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a huge event. It's a good story from what I remember. Hmm. Um, but I'm curious to read the novel if I've got all those hours to read it because it is a thick novel. And I'm yeah. interested to see Stephen King rewriting the ending. I mean, if anyone's going to rewrite the ending, it should be him. Yeah, it's good. And I guess he's probably going to freshen it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all right. It's an all right story. You okay. Know. I yeah. mean, I feel like King generally is better on paperback than he is on screen. Nine out of ten times. Yeah, you're not wrong. Especially in terms of the TV adaptations. Yeah. I feel like he's better um, in the novels. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, wrong. but I'm interested in that. I'll definitely watch that, I think. Yeah, I think I might check it out. It sounds like it's shaping up to be pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, could be good. Alrighty, shall we press on out of the nerdy news and roll on up to the trailer park? Let's do it. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Alrighty, trailer park time. We have rolled on in. Here we are. Yeah. Three trailers. Yeah. As always. Uh, who would like to start? Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scorsese would like to start. Martin Scorsese yes. <laughs> and his usual troop. I am uh, down for this. Yeah. Like you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's Scorsese. <laughs> it's De Niro. It's Pesci. It's doing what they do best. Yeah. And they're doing it together. I'm just so excited by this. <laughs> it is amazing. Your excitement is making oh. me so happy. <laughs> this is great. Because it's Scorsese. Yeah, I know, I know. It's De Niro. I know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it's so good. I had no idea they were working on this. Yeah. Like, I feel like this has come out of nowhere for yeah. some reason. Especially the fact that, it, yeah, it is Scor- it's Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It's Robert De Niro. It's Joe Pesci. Pesci, Pesci. 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 I always pronounce his name wrong. Joe Pesci. Um, Al Pacino. I know. Oh, true. Pacino, yes. Like, one of the, the greatest actors to ever live the is Pacino. I- the icons and yes. the, the, the four of them all together in doing, like, my God. Well, they make such great work yeah. as individuals, but then together as together, well. Together. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. And the fact that they're tackling something as, like, Intense as like the whole Jimmy Hoffa like yeah. story and yeah, like that's yeah. And do you know what I love though? Oh. And I think for those of us who are fans of Scorsese, one could argue 
that most of his films kind of were all the same. Like, you know, you know a Scorsese movie, the stories tend to be the same, the actors tend to be the same. Yeah. You know, you've got your same character arcs and narrative structure, but he does it so well, I am more than happy to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he just does it so skillfully. Like, this man has such a love for New York. He does. But he depicts it at its seediest, I guess. He depicts it as its darkest... Uh, and it's unflattering, but it still feels like a love letter to its history. Yeah, you know, I just yeah, yeah. Can I can I jump in with this because please I do. Please because do. I can't I can't help myself. But you you guys know he directed Michael Jackson's Bad Video, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I have to say, I actually only realized that maybe about a month or two ago mm-hmm. because I was just you know going through. Uh, music clips on YouTube and you just know what I feel like and then suggestion came up and then bad came up and I see Martin Scorsese I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) but okay John Landis did Thriller Scorsese does this and it just made me actually love the clip even more yeah (laughs) right and you know what even that clip felt like a Martin Scorsese movie it does (laughs) the way it's shot and everything it does like I love the yeah it's really like I'm blaspheming because I said video instead of short film because it really is a short film because it's like you know the first like 10 minutes it's all 10 15 minutes all in black and white and then you have the the amazing dance number mm. in all in bright color and then you go back into the black and white but like the story that they're trying to tell yes lifted off of something that happened in real life of course and and the way like it's just you were saying talking about how scorsese loves new york just made yeah. me think of that because it really is capturing though like new york at, at its darkest and yes. its rawest and stuff and like yeah. yeah it's just it's just awesome i if you haven't seen it the the full extended version of mj's bad short film i recommend checking it yeah out. it's on youtube yeah it's on youtube yeah um fulia what did you think of the irishman Probably something I won't see. <laughs> not, not up your alley. Look, you know, you know that it's not a movie for me if yeah. I'm very silent in the comments. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So I just thought we didn't give you a chance to breathe, to be honest. No. Because <laughs> we're just gushing. And we're just here. like, yeah. Can I? I was sorry. To no, no, go off, on. I was just going to say, as a cinematographer, though. I thought you might appreciate some of the mm. shots and the cuts and the way it was done because I feel like it was cut and put together really well. Oh yeah, no, I did appreciate the way that the trailer was cut and the the shots look amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the story itself is probably not something that really intrigues me. Right. To be honest, did either of you see the Martin Scorsese exhibition no. um, a few years ago? No, yeah, I missed that, it. That was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, yeah. Again, it's just. A testament to all of his films, and yeah. it was similar to the Tim Burton one with costumes, oh sure, and things right. like that. But yeah, yeah but the main cool. theme you always see is his love for New York, and not yeah. all of his films are obviously set in New York City, but yeah. such a bulk of them are and have similar themes and so forth. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be the first time I was just looking at the trivia for mm. The Irishman. It's going to be the first time that um, De Niro has been in a Scorsese film since Casino. Wow. Nearly, right. nearly 25 years ago. It doesn't feel like that long. You feel like they've been collaborating. Yeah. With like everything. Yeah. You know, kind of like Burton. And, well, they're kind of synonymous <laughs> with each and other. Depth, yeah, you know, like yeah. that type of thing. Not sure. a bad thing, mind you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then did you guys happen to notice some de-aging technology being used in this trailer? I don't no, know. I didn't actually. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. No, there's some s- couple of se- scenes where like... Uh, like De Niro, the scene stuff with De Niro when he's on the phone. Yeah, 
That's him. They've they've put something on him to make him look slightly younger. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. But they haven't gone the full the whole nine yards and make him look like he does in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But they've made him look a, a little bit younger. Yeah. And Joe and Joe Pesci as well. Right. Because then you see those scenes where Joe Pesci's like, he's he's gotten very old apparently. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize, but obviously he would have. Um, yeah. But like, and then you know, in the, the phone conversation scene, he looked a bit younger. I mean, oh, unless I, I was the only one that noticed that, I guess. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing, maybe. I don't know if it's doing their job right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to like, um, mark X amount of years and we Mm -hmm. have the technology to do it and it doesn't look silly. Yeah. You know, like I remember when back to the future two came out, the, uh, I say it like, you know, I actually was reading reviews when I was that young. I wasn't, but looking back at reviews at the time, you know, some critics actually really disliked back to the future two because of how the, characters were aged and said it was done really badly i disagree i actually think it was done pretty well for the technology at the time it actually still holds up well but apparently kind of bad it fooled it fooled me because for years i didn't realize that michael j fox was playing all of his family including his His daughter daughter. yeah that i I never knew that was like later on yeah Yeah. wait what yeah 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 he plays marty senior marty jr and is it martine or something something. (laughs) probably martine but no it's something martina i don't know mind you though fully once you know that and then you see him it is very obvious (laughs) it's so obvious because he's got the broad shoulders yeah just see it yeah wow yeah my mind's blown i know right (laughs) that's what happened to me when i when i got to like my late teens and I watched I watched it and then I've gone what wow yeah okay I've been yeah. watching this movie wrong my whole life yeah. um, so you're welcome yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah um, when are you and I sitting down to watch The Irishman to watch The Irishman well there isn't an actual premiere date yet um, it is going to be as the trailer says dropping in select theatres but it is going to be available worldwide on Netflix yes. uh, but at, towards the end of this year they have not confirmed a release yeah so I guess they'll have a cinematic run first so they can be eligible for Oscars yes and then release that's it on the, Netflix I think that's the point yeah. I am okay with that that's fine I'm happy to wait for Netflix, yes. Netflix. I'm happy in the comfort of my own home and speaking of New York <laughs> York, for those in the New York area at the end of September, we'll be playing as part of the New York Film Festival. Oh, lovely. Cool. So check it out. Mm. Um, Wayne. Yes. What trailer are we going to talk about next? Well, how about that really intriguing Cabin Fever-esque oh, yeah. movie of The Lighthouse? I'm really keen to hear what Folia thinks mm. of this. It's black and white. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. You haven't seen a black and white movie that's been filmed in current times for a very or well, like this like well, we had Roma 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 uh, Roma was yeah. the artist was yeah just is, the big ones but it's, it's not, not very, common it's not very no, common so but this one just seems like it's going back well that's the thing in it time. is it is shot it's 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 it's, it's, it's what's the format I think it's Four by four three? By, four by three. Four by three, yeah. Four by three, it's, it's a, a box. It's a square, yeah. not a it's rectangle. A square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and the grain that's on it and the, the, the and then the tone of the black and white so as well. It's supposed yeah. to feel like a nineteen fifties movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or earlier. Yeah, true. It really feels like that kind of earlier, like third 20s, 30s, 40s kind of filmmaking yeah, to yeah. me it really elicits that from me. I'm so but intrigued yeah. by this. Yeah. yeah. So... It just looks like they've gone nuts. I love this. It, it started off really sort of, yeah. you know, slow paced and just, you know, gets you into it a little bit and then all of a sudden, bang. Yeah, that's how we all felt about <laughs> it. Well, I, I mean, because again, like, it, I'm, I'm just sensing it's about, you know, the, the mental and emotional degre- degradation or depletion of these two characters 
uh, from cabin fever. So it makes sense, doesn't it? Like Kendall, you had said, it just went you know to a hundred. Yeah, zero to a hundred, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, because isn't that what it is? It's it's this this fear, this paranoia that creeps in. Yeah. It looks like they're battling the elements as well as yeah. the, as well. They don't as one even another. know what day it is. No, and it's how just, long they've been. And you've got yeah. two incredible actors in this mm. really tight, confined space. This is going to be a good good acting oh, movie. Yeah, <laughs> you, you good character. It, it film. is. You know what? It is a good looking movie. Mm. I love mm. it. as somebody who loves um, old cinema and like the classic era of cinema i am very comfortable with this movie i think it's going to be if done well like the trailer looks like it's done well yeah but if it is actually done well if it delivers what it promises and this promises a lot yeah just by this brief trailer yeah it's going to be phenomenal and Mm -hmm. like the 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 certain clips that they chose to show of the dialogue from the film uh in the trailer none of them are in any kind of context at all. No. Everything's kind of been taken out. We don't know what the hell the narrative of this movie is. Yeah, yes. like what's the point of this What's film? the driving yeah. force yeah. exactly. here? What is the plot? Mm. Really? We've got no idea. We just know that there are these two men who, and it's like clearly the 17 or 1800s, like it's a while ago. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. just in this lighthouse together and that's all they have. Yeah. And, and each and, other. And they're going nuts. Yeah. Mm. And they're going no. nuts. The only thing oh. we've kind of established is that they're together for about five weeks before things go over the top, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Said, yeah. But that looks, yeah, it, it looks really, it looks really yes. great. But yeah, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Right. Two amazing actors. Amazing yeah. actors. Yeah. It's going to be really... No, Robert Pattinson doesn't even sound like himself. No, no. And they, they well, they neither they neither of them sounded like themselves. No. What what accent was that? Was it some kind of English or Scottish that they were speaking I was going to say, in? you would imagine it would be yeah. that sort of region, Maybe, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's definitely... Sounds British, but not your, you know, typical, current times typical no. English. Well, it wouldn't, especially if it's set back in the day and yeah. they're working class men. Yeah, so their true. accents aren't going to be it's refined. Be very, no. yeah. very different. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it just, the cinematography of that film just looks really interesting. Yeah. Is it one that you think you'll watch? I'm. If not cinema, DVD movie, do you may, reckon? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, like, I want to know more about the story. It's not really like. I need to know the details of it first yeah. to understand what's going on to then be like, okay, that's probably something I'd be interested yeah. in watching. But just aesthetically, it just looks really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a different type of skill and mindset to to shoot a black and white film than it does a yes. color one. You so many different factors. Yes. You know, you have to color things differently so they translate well and, yes. and things like well, that. Well, the other thing would be they would definitely, they'd still be filming it in color so yes. the black and white would be in post but even before they go to post they need to think about how are they going to make things stand out in yeah. contrast yeah. when they when they do edit it in black and white yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah wow that's cool yeah when's this coming out Kendall? when is this coming out well uh no release date for australia here but it will be out in the united states on the 18th of october mm-hmm. I'm going to do a hot tip. If it delivers what it promises, Oscar buzz. Yeah. I'm going to call it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I could, I will agree with you. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you. Um, Fulia. Yes. What is the last trailer we're going to talk about today? Okay. If Philip would hear, was here, he'd be oh, the one. Oh, yes. man. Going nuts for this. I really would love to hear Phil's thoughts on yes. this one. We are looking at the trailer, 1917. Yes. Mm. World War One. World War One, and this looks whoa! What a trailer! Just yeah. just to start, I think yeah. we all, we can all agree. This is this a teaser? 
Yeah. Okay. A teaser. Yeah, I thought so because it was quite short. It's yeah, it's not very long. It was no. short, but it revealed a lot. But, I feel. But yeah, it does reveal. Yeah. A lot, it doesn't reveal but... too much. Though. Well, you know the plot though. Yeah. You know. You know the plot, but it's a very basic plot, I guess. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's kind of a, you know, I was getting almost like glee. Saving Private Ryan vibes yeah. almost type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think maybe the thing with war films is maybe, especially if they're set in, you know, set in real wars that actually happened, mm. you need to say in the trailer what story, yeah. what aspect of this war are you giving to us yeah. in order to get people to go, oh, well, this isn't just another war movie. I'll check this out. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Okay. But, um, yeah. but the way it was cut together Ooh. so well. Very powerful. Powerful, fast-paced, intense, mm. grabs you in. Um, cinematography's gorgeous. Sam Mendes directed this. He did Skyfall, which is mm. one of my favorite Bond movies. Oh, it's one of the best Bond movies easy, ever made. Easily in the top three. Yeah. Of all-time greatest Bond movies. Yeah, yes. 100%. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and, yeah, you've got Colin Firth yeah. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you only see for you only like see a him couple seconds. For a second. But it was enough, wasn't it, But it, Well, it's all you need. <laughs> because, you know, it's Benedict. And yes. I, I, feel like, I feel like his character has more of a... More of a negative tone to to his to his character. Well, he can't always be the nice guy. No, yeah. no even, even with like that a, with gorgeous seems, face, he can't always be the nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he seems like a bad person for some reason. Well, yeah. he kind of gave off the air of like, because I can't remember the line they gave him to say in the trailer, but like he's just kind of like, this is this is the situation. I'm not going to be nice because we're in the middle of a fucking war. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's not necessarily he's a bad guy, but he just has to. There's no room for pleasantries. Yes, no. You know, in yes. the great that's, war, that's kind of what it is. The war to end all, all wars. wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cast also comprises of Richard Madden, Mark Strong, and Andrew Scott. And um, the two, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, the two young actors that were in the trailer, um, Dean Charles Chapman, who is in Game of Thrones, uh, and George McKay, who is in uh, Captain Fantastic, and he is the best thing in that movie, and I adore him. Um, so, and he was—he's the one that's running at the camera mm. when that sh- that like that long ah, that long shot yeah. when you yeah, see yeah, the yeah, bombs yeah. going off behind him. That's him. Yeah. He's really good. Um, so, yeah, it seems like a very male populated cast, knowing that obviously being a war movie, yeah, well, it would have to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. that's the reality. And men were set to die. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but that, but what what pressure? Like, I would love to know if this is a true story because, like, the fact that they have to get this message to get this battle to stop or what nearly 2000 men are going to yeah. die. Yeah. Like what? 1600 men. Are yeah, 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 1600, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's insane. Mm. That's I insane. You know what? I love that scene though. When the, you know, their superior is saying that and there's like, you know, it's kind of all on you. And then you just hold on the two boys very briefly. And then almost in unison, they salute him as in, yep, orders accepted. Yeah. You know, what, like that's, I love that they didn't say anything, but they didn't have to. Like it's the message brilliant. was so and powerful. You see it written on their faces, though, that they're like, fuck. Like, but okay. we, have, we have to do this. We got no choice. Yeah, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Fucking salute. We, we will do like, it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's an incredible image, actually. It really it is. is. It's really yeah. powerful. This is going to be one hell of a journey. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. 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 Some of those scenes, like, um, you know, the guy swimming amongst the bodies. Oh, oh yeah. That really yeah. hit me. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I, he- I heard you gasp. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. a striking image, though. I don't want to particularly use the word beautiful, but there was just something about it. Yeah. That, like, hit 
to the core. Like, yeah, yes. I, I know yeah. what you mean. It really was. It's very mm. affecting. Like, so the film is shot quite well. Looks like it's going to be edited quite well. Mm. I'm a little concerned about the the CGI because I'm assuming that that is definitely what was used when he was running to Cameron. That long shot you were explaining. Yeah. When I first saw it, I just thought, oh, I don't think it pulled it off too well. Yeah, but maybe in the context of the film. You sort of watch it as a whole. You kind of get lost in the world. Yeah. They sort of go over you. But I, that was the only shot. Whilst it was beautiful to look at, I don't know if the CGI pulled it off okay. quite. Mm, like it didn't cool. always feel real. But that's not deterring me from being really interested in this film and the story behind it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks great. Yeah. Look up, yeah. It, looks, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. For your, you reckon you're going to go see this? I might actually see this. Yeah. With Phil by our side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me what I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like this is going to be one to see at the cinema. Yeah. I, just oh, to take in the full yeah. scope you of it. You need a bit. It's, it's definitely a big screen picture, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. For yes. sure. It was, it's made for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. So when are we seeing it, Kendall? When are we seeing 1917? Well, again, no Australian release date, Damn. so sorry mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> But uh, dates for the US are Christmas Day, the 25th of Cheerful. December. <laughs> because, I know, right? Because why not? Because why not, indeed. Um, and in the UK, it'll be out on the 10th of January next year. I wonder if it'll be a Boxing Day movie for Australia. Possibly. Ooh, yeah, it's in, you know, that's when a lot of the big movies come out in Australia mm, over summer is that Boxing is true. Day. It's the B Day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we will see. Mm. We will see. All right, that's Trailer Park. Yeah. We're going to roll on out. Oh, the trailer park. <laughs> and it's now time for a quickie review. Yes. Quickie review. Quickie review. Yes. Uh, hello, I'm here. I'm yes. going to have a quickie review now. So, so, Kendall. Yes. What did you see this week? What did I see? I saw The Lion King. Yay! Ooh. Okay. Yes, yes. Christina and I saw The Lion King. Hi, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a good time. Um, there, look, okay. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. People, you know my thoughts. You know what I said about it. You know what I said about yes. it. Yes. Now I want to know what you think about it. Yes. I think we, already, yes. I think we yes. already know what we think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I not, right? I did not expect to get that reaction. <laughs> but yes, Fulia, you were right. <laughs> so, yeah. So look, look, it's not a bad film. No, no. It's not a great film. No. It shouldn't exist. Um, but like we, I'm just, I'm, I'm so over these live action movies now. Um, anyway, looking forward to Milan next year, although that looks really good. So, um, I'll hold my thoughts on that. Um, but no, Lion King, look, Timon and Pumbaa were the best thing in this movie. They were. They stole the show. Yep. They were hilarious. Uh, the, the the new stuff that they gave them to do works so much better than anything else in the entire film. I would watch a film of just them. Yeah, like honest, they were great. It was Billy Eichner, it was Timon, and uh, Seth Rogen was Pumbaa. Pumbaa. They killed it, absolutely killed it. Um, I won't get into too much more detail about that, but just they're worth going to see it, uh, especially if it's worth seeing on the big screen if you can, just for the visual effects because they really made these animals look real. Like mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Like there were times when I found myself looking at. They do a lot of close-ups on Rafiki's face mm. to really kind of get into him, like with his eye, like his eyes, what he's trying to feel, I guess. Can, you know, because they didn't give them facial expressions. No, 
Um, but his face looks so real. Mm. Like, it's so impressive. It's really impressive. So, like, yeah, the whole world they created, it was, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the voice acting is really good for the most part. Yes. But then it's just, just the problem of the fact that they played it so safe with this and it's got to be because it's the Lion King and if they, if they'd done anything too different, everybody would have been up like in arms more than they are over the fact that this is a very average remake. Like it would have, yeah. So they played it safe and Mm. I can, so I can understand, but they were, it was almost frame for frame, shot for shot kind of stuff. Like it was basically, they, I I was watching it uh, because I've seen the original animated version, like probably 20, 30 times on repeat when I was a kid. Mm. One of those, one of those films, which is fantastic and it's awesome. But like, so I was watching, you know, sitting in the theater and, you know, Circle of Life's going and yeah. they've just recreated the exact same, you know, uh, animation shots from the original. Like the, especially that shot, the one shot that got me was the shot of the freaking elephant that's walking through the pond that mm. has all the birds on its tusks. Yes. Yeah. Exactly the same except live action. And that's nice. But why? What's the yeah. point? Why are you do? Why? I mean, I get why. You know, if you're gonna play it safe, play it safe with the story. Feel free to do anything else with like the the the, the surroundings, your environment. You yeah, know, exactly. You can make that opening any way you wanted to. You can make it even more magical, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but it was it, the exact same. The way the the, the sun rises and the, the way the camera swoops over and reveals Pride Rock is the exact same. It's yeah. a lazy director. And I hate that you say that because it's John Favreau, and yeah. we love John Favreau. Yes. But but. It's, it's, it's look I'm putting it down to the fact that it's Lion King and Disney are just like don't change too much yeah that's my theory but that's my whole point though not to be mean though it's a ref- it's like it feels like and I haven't seen the film and I do enjoy the original like mm. I yeah, remember when it came out it's a beautiful film yeah uh, and it's a Disney classic. It re- Absolutely. It, it reinvigorated Disney. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Disney motion pictures after a huge slump mm. you know mm-hmm. um but you're right. It, it well, you didn't say it. I said it, but it, but it then comes across as lazy. It, it yeah. feels it's the National Geographic version of yeah. the Lion King. Pretty much. What was the point? Yeah. Now, yeah. look, I'm gonna now almost contradict myself uh, because I can only talk about the films that I have seen, and I'll go back to Beauty and the Beast, mm. which was essentially shot for shot, frame for frame remake. Didn't need it. What was the point? But I had absolutely zero problems with it whatsoever. Yeah. Like I love the original. I think it's one of the greatest animated films ever made, especially by Disney. It's yeah, so beautiful. It is really good. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Yeah. And the way it was remade was um, classy. It was tasteful. Did we need it? No. But it was not offensive. No. But I'm sensing that the Lion King remake kind of is. Yeah, yeah. and especially too because <clears throat> just because you don't. And, and, like, everyone was complaining online from just the trailers going, like, you know, you're not getting any uh, reaction in the face mm. from any of these characters. You know, you're not seeing the emotions on their face. Yeah. And people, and I was just like, oh, you guys are just being picky. And then I watched the movie. Yeah. And then I was just like, hmm, I can see what they're saying. because yeah. So the animated ones, you felt more what they were feeling. The original film, because you, you see, you know... You, you see Simba, Simba's face light up or you see the tears come from yeah. his eyes. And every other character. Yeah. You know, they, they physically are reacting. You see it. Yeah. But, like, in this, because they're photorealistic, they've decided 
to really go for that and keep to that and not break that. They're animals that so, don't have human elements per se. Yeah, but they speak. But why not but, though? But they speak like. Yeah, but why not? Exactly. Yeah. They speak like humans, um, and you hear the emotion in their voice. And exactly. And like I say, it's the gorgeous. Yeah, the voice actors do such a good job in this film. Mm. They really do. I mean. I didn't like Donald Glover as Simba as much as I like Matthew Broderick as Simba, but that could be my bias. I don't know. Yeah, that's a Charlton um, speaking. Yeah, yeah. It pro- probably and, is. Hey, it's Matthew Broderick. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Hello. Hi there. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just—it's just the such a jarring disconnect of, you know, of hearing, he- hearing them, you know, you know, be happy. Or, or lament over the loss of yeah you know of some, of something and just or, or be angry or be sinister and you don't see it in their face at all yeah it just kind of takes you out of the movie yeah like yeah so that yeah so I'm I I guess yeah three three out of five two and a half three out of five like yeah. something like that for me if I'm rating it yeah. and for you what was your score again I Did think mine's like what? mine was about the same yours was, was like three or three, three and a half yeah. yeah 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 probably enjoyed it just a tweak more just, yeah, a little yeah. Bit. well I mean it's taken over a billion. It just made, yeah, just beat a billion. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. means these live-action remakes are not going anywhere. No, I know, and yeah. I need to accept that. And you know, yeah. M- yeah. Mulan at least looks like it will be really, really good, and yeah. it makes sense to do that live-action, especially because she was a real person, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not going to be a musical, is no. it? No, can I just give them credit for that though? At least they're doing something different with it. Yes. That's yes, I'll yeah. say so that. So they're playing it straight. I hate the so fact that I hate the fact that it's not a musical because the music in Mulan is iconic. Yeah, but, it's beautiful. But it's good that they're making a different choice. I wonder yes. if it'll be too serious. If that will be the criticism, then might be. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's going to be an interesting one. Definitely. Yeah. Well, in, interesting. in saying yeah. that, the um, Aladdin sort of took it in their own way, even mm. though it still looked the same. But it was slightly different yeah. the way they did it, and I was still happy with it. So Aladdin yeah. was a more successful. Yeah, I, I definitely, hundred percent. Um, the changes they they made enough changes that we weren't sitting there going, oh, this is this this is this. Oh, they're just imitating. They're just copying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They made it their own. They made it their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen to the most recent monthly at <laughs> to find out more but about in, our thoughts um, on Aladdin. Just a quick question. Yes. Um, the scene where they where Simba and Nala are singing the song "I Just Can't Wait to Be King." Now it wasn't oh. it, it wasn't exactly the way they did no. it in the animated. No, you're correct. Okay, so when I say shot for shot, yeah, it's like ninety percent shot mm. for shot. Yeah, there are a couple of scenes that are are, are different. Um, it's just because it's just so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah just takes because you out of it. Ne- in the live action, because you know how towards the end of the song of Just Can't Wait to Be King, these animals are piled up. Yeah, yeah. they're rising up. Simba and, and yeah. Yeah. Top. yeah, yeah. They live action, they, do they that kept it as if they're real animals that wouldn't do that yes. sort of thing. And it, it, it worked well, all right. It still works, it still but works. It, just didn't, it didn't have that escalating effect. That gravitas. Yeah. Mind you, then it, but then at least I suppose they're staying true to their vision of making it feel real. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, so they're not compromising their integrity with there that. Is, there is a consistency, but, yeah. Yes. But, yeah. And then there was the fact that, you know, despite Chiwetel Ejiofor giving a great performance as Scar, making it his own character, they decided to cut the song Be Prepared in half. Yeah. And make most of it spoken singing instead of actual singing. What yes. the actual fuck man? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. was very disappointed because that's one of my favorite songs in the movie. And I don't care that I'm, I've spoilt that for people listening. They need to know before they watch it. <laughs> you need it. to be prepared. Thank you for preparing me for Be yeah. Prepared. Be Prepared. <laughs> Which, you're right. It's actually one of the best songs it is. in the film by my all-time favorite Disney villain. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Irons. Gone. Jeremy oh. Irons is fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, Chiwetel does a really good performance. I think. Yes. I really enjoyed his delivery, but yeah. just the song just ruined it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the Lion King. Go see it if you want. I. That's your life. That's your decision. <laughs> go see it, but. You wouldn't just again? go. No. no, I have no. I don't think I have any desire to watch it again. No, but no. it look, it's nice to look at, and it's definitely a crowning achievement of what Disney can now pull off in terms of live action yeah. CGI. Because, but that's because they've got billions of dollars. Yes, they can, they can they afford want. it. They can afford to do whatever. Yeah, especially if you keep working out a billion dollars at their box office, they can afford it. Yeah, <laughs> look, I, I say that, and I'm like, I'm partially responsible for this. <laughs> I have given them so much of my money. <laughs> uh, Gosh. It's anyway. a double-edged sword, Kendall. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I literally saw an article, like, because you know how they uh, beat Avatar, Avengers Endgame beat Avatar at the worldwide box office. Yes. Like, the, I saw one article that framed as like, Disney beats themselves to become <laughs> box office champion. <laughs> because it's true, because they are an Avatar. Now. Uh, yeah. uh, Disney owns the world. They do. Yeah. They do. Anyway. Uh, that was a, not so quick as always. <laughs> we, should, we should really think about renaming that segment. Um, not so quickie review. Not so quickie review. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. And now we are into the section, the part, the the main course of your of, of, of your meal. Uh, yes. What is it? It is. <laughs> Culture. Popcorn culture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's popcorn culture time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, popcorn culture. Right. What was the question we asked you guys last week? What's a horrible film that you absolutely love and why? Yeah. Mm. Yes. 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 So not necessarily, as we said, guilty pleasure movies. Just no. movies that the general public knows are absolute shit. Yep. And you know it too, I suppose. And, and you know it too, but you still go, oh, this is just, I eat this up. Yeah. I eat mm-hmm. this up. Uh, yes. Wayne. Yes. Uh, shall we start with you for our gut reactions? Why not? All right. Yes. Uh, well, look, I'm going to go for the most obvious answer, I suppose, of a film that is absolutely horrendous, but we all love. It is The Room. Uh, which <laughs> and it's one of those that you say we all love because you don't watch that by yourself. It will depress you. Yeah. Uh, but watching it with a group of people, no alcohol required, mind you. No. None at all. No, no, it's a natural you know, high. Probably probably <laughs> enhanced with beer and pizza, let's be honest. Yeah. But no, not necessary. Uh, <laughs> look, that movie is horrible. And I have to say, for this question, I really thought about you're right, because guilty pleasures are a bit different because you go, oh, look, I know it's bad, but it's so bad it's good. I can see the good elements in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the room is just a piece of shit. Yeah. And you can appreciate, though, the vibe that, it, that, that that you get off it. Like, there's things to laugh at because it's so bad. And some of the fun of that film is trying to work out what's happening and the choices that are made. And sometimes it's actually fun to go, oh, you know that plot point that went absolutely nowhere? going to make it up in my head <laughs> so it really is the film that keeps on giving i suppose yeah yes so it's i mean it, it, it is it is a fun film again never watch that alone it's not it's not no. good uh, <laughs> it is a horrible movie but there is a fun to be had while watching it uh i'd have to say though one of the other films that i would say that i know is horrible the world knows it is horrible <laughs> the director himself 
says that it's really bad oh, and God. will watch it for a laugh now. <laughs> wow. And it's actually an obscure movie, so you lovely ladies will not have heard of it. And I don't okay. think any of our audience members will. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a rare film, and it's called Your, The Hunter from the Future. And it's a 1983 Italian-Turkish co-production that was made for Italian television. And it is, like, I think originally six hours long. And it was cut down to 89 minutes for its U.S. theatrical release. And that, <laughs> wow. And that is what is widely available. Wow. And the best way to describe you, and I'm not going to give too much away because I'm putting it in my back pocket for Fred Watch because I'd love to see fresh eyes on this to yeah. just say how horrible it is. Like, it really is bad. Like, please do not get me wrong. <laughs> but if you just imagine that uh, Conan the Barbarian and Star Wars had a baby that they chose to leave on someone's doorstep. <laughs> that is what your wow. That is what your is. I love every minute of this piece of oh, shit. Wow. You have no idea. <laughs> Nominated for three Razzies. This oh is God. a masterpiece in crap. Like you have no idea. And one could argue the first hour is absolute boredom. I will accept that. <laughs> but it kicks into gear in those last 20 or so minutes. Oh, and I have wow. to say, I love this movie so much as a kid. So I watch it with just for the pure joy of it and fun of it with a bit of nostalgia. Yeah. But yes, you've got, a, you've got the lead who um, is wearing a wig. So he looks like He-Man. <laughs> At one point in the film, his stunt double is a He-Man doll. And I'm telling you now, I did not make that up. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, it is gorgeous. Through the course of oh 89 minutes, God. he is either actively involved or witness to about several counts of genocide <laughs> as he tries to save the day. So oh. he tries to save someone and like destroys an entire race of people. Oh. Good and bad. And I just have to say, it is such a horrendous film. <laughs> wow i really want to do a fred watch this but it has to be a group oh it needs to be yeah. a group yeah a group wow. effort oh, oh, wow. i've already said too much i've talked it up too much i feel <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm, I'm <laughs> like, sure you have yeah I haven't yeah but no like i do own a copy of this film on dvd i okay. found it in a specialty store in the city and oh, wow. yeah, it was like region one because it's not available region four in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And when I bought this, uh, it was like it's a video store, a DVD store that was like that sold cult and rare movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bought this with another film, uh, Piranha. I actually bought it with, but I'm not classifying that as a horrible movie. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> and the the guy, when I handed the two films over, the guy behind the desk just like picks them up from me, looks at them. Like he's got the Holy Grail in his hand. I'm not kidding you. And he goes, sir, <laughs> these are really good choices. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, and the lady next to him, she's reading, she's like, you're the hunter from the future. What's this? And I'm like, well, it was a mini series back in the day, but then it was cut down. And the guy's just like nodding. <laughs> like, yes, yes. We, we were kindred spirits for that moment. <laughs> never thought this would happen i found somebody else who likes this just as much as i do <laughs> and i brought it home and i showed my brother and he was just like because he's always dismissed this film he 
he's now turned to the dark side after watching it with me as an adult. I will put that as a side note. But I was telling him the story and he goes, he was just being nice. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. This was genuine. <laughs> Holy shit. So, oh, okay. Oh, wow. This is great. Yeah. So I, yeah, when, when that title comes up again, I can't wait for you all to join me. Oh, And all right, you will all judge me and say, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell was that, Wayne? What the hell? <laughs> and then watch me defend it. <laughs> that is going to, we need, we need to get Phil in on that yeah. one. Oh, watch him rip me a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. that wow okay i can't yeah. wait that's gonna be great yeah <laughs> ladies over to you thank you <laughs> fulia yes okay um as as much as i appreciate um watching the room <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i was gonna say you appreciated that um appreciated the fact that i could have a laugh with everybody in the room <laughs> yes of the room yes <laughs> Um, my go-to horrible film, which really isn't that horrible, but to some it may be, um, is, uh, The Grandma's Boy. Oh. Grandma's Boy is... Yep. I haven't seen this. Okay. I've seen it once. She's, she's right. (laughs) (laughs) Some say it's it's horrible. Some say it's a comedic genius. Some say just in the middle there's like the only thing I like about it is the guy who thinks he's Neo from the Matrix that is the only thing in that movie I enjoy yes anyway go on go on so the uh, grandma's boy is about a 35 year old video game tester uh, who has to move in with his grandma and her two old lady roommates yep and so that in itself is pretty hilarious because He's in his mid-30s, and he is a guy that is working as a tester of games, yes. of video games. Yes, yes, like, yes. That is the dream. Yeah, it's a yeah, pretty sweet gig. <laughs> yeah. But let's just, let's just um, say uh, the fact that this is by – this is cast by the crew from the – Happy Happy Madison. Happy Madison. Yeah, so yeah, production. Yes, Happy Madison. So yeah, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Yes, uh, those movies. Yes. Adam Sandler films. So yes. that, that kind of comedy. That yes. So but 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 that kind of comedy, but even worse. worse. So I was just gonna yeah. <laughs> More juvenile. I was gonna yes. say yeah. Yes. It's dirtier. There's a lot of stoner comedy in it. Very much so. Heavy on that. It's cringier. Very much cringy. Oh, and which I'm surprised not... you enjoy it because yeah. you hate yeah. cringe. I don't like cringy films, and yet this is the one that I will watch <laughs> because <laughs> for some weird reason I enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the. Main character of this is Alex, and who that's played by Alan Covert. Okay. Yes. Um, and then the two old ladies with whom he moves in with with his grandma. His grandma is Grandma Lily, who was played by Doris Roberts. Yes. Hey. And the other and the two lady friends um, are B and Grace. Uh, Shirley Knight and Shirley Jones, respectively. Okay. Um, and they are absolutely hilarious in this film. Yeah. Um, for a stoner video game type, you know, comedy film, 
those three ladies just bring it. <laughs> and they actually play the video games in the film. Yeah. Um, so all that is just, it is so hilarious. There's a lot of sex-related jokes in this as well, um, which is very cringy, but it's still just as funny. <laughs> you have a character where he ends up going to one of his workmates' houses before he ends up going to his grandma's house. Um, he stays there for the night, and he, the guy that the workmate that he works that he stays with that one night, sleeps in a kitty car frame bed. <laughs> so he still lives like a child. Kendall, did you just think of Croton Van Houten as well? <laughs> <laughs> so you just, I just, you just threw me to the Simpsons with that decision. Uh, <laughs> yes, this character yep. still, he wears a onesie as his PJs. It's Dignity Luan. <laughs> Here's a door, to... walk out of it. Yeah. That's a door? <laughs> I sleep in a race car. Do you? Do you? <laughs> I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm yes. sorry for you. That's all right. So the character's name is Jeff, who's played by Nick Swartzen. <laughs> yes, I yes, I know, yes, I yes. know Nick Swartzen. Yes. And he's really, really funny. Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. And uh, he's just like the these characters that Alex is surrounded by are really geeky nerds. Mm. Because they're game testers, they love their video games. Yeah. So it makes it more hilarious when you find out that one of them sleeps in a race car bed. <laughs> I'm starting to see why this film is actually appealing to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and God. then all of a sudden, he moves into his grandma's house. One night, he throws this party with all these different, you know, these really hot women that come around and and he brings his geeky workmates yeah. over and they're all just like, holy shit, these there's there's women here that I could do stuff with and one of one of them wow. just Jonah Jonah Hill is in this film yeah. and he's got one hell of a geeky character yeah, it's to one play. Of, one of his earliest roles. And his and his character's name is Barry, and Barry for the first time gets to Rub his face in the woman's boobs. Oh, he motorboats her. Oh, yeah. And he does it. And apparently, he does a record time of it in this <laughs> film. And it's it's just so funny. And I have to make sure that my parents aren't around when I'm actually watching this film. Fully, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed and disgusted in you, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> this is, like, not the answer I expected. No. no these not. are, like, the movies I watched in the 80s. These are, like, 80s comedies. I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like Porky's. Yeah. Porky's. <laughs> or Revenge of the Nerds. And Bachelor Party. All yeah. those brilliant classics. Yeah. The stuff that I've got in my movie collection. I didn't expect it in yours. Funnily <laughs> enough, this came out in 2006. Of course it did. So... Well, I uh, thought it was earlier than that uh, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But I, only, but I only ended up watching this, like, a good, maybe within the last 10 years. Yeah, okay. so it was still sort of on the momentum of American Pie, which was, I think, 99. But, yeah. you know, the sequels were doing well. And then all the other gross-out sex comedies yeah. were coming out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I'm, I am surprised with myself that I enjoyed this film. I'm but still disappointed and disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the horrible film that I like. So I love that. No, I, yeah. I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 
And that, okay. so that was your number one choice? That was my only choice because yeah. every other film that I have seen have been really good films, yeah. according to me. But I don't know, according to everyone else, if they were horrible. Well, Kendall's been watching about a decade of like 20 odd disgusting and horrible movies that she oh, really loves. Jesus. Kendall, your response. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I'm opening with this. <laughs> My, I've got a couple that I want to mention just mm. because I don't really, ha- I couldn't really think of any others. These were the best examples that I could think of films that I like that people I know don't. Um, and I'm going to start with a DC film. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so suck it. Um, <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, I'll agree, but I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I loved it, but go yeah, on. Yeah. So, so the justification I have for enjoying it is I've. I think it's mostly the the lens of childhood. Yeah. Because it came out when I was nine years old. <laughs> um, you were so I, innocent, naive. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Um, and you know, I come from a big like my my parents love these kinds of movies, superhero movies, uh, sci-fi, all that stuff. So I was raised on all this stuff, and and yeah. So I remember going to the cinemas and watching it. Um, the whole family went, but. Um, yeah, like I remember enjoying it for years and years, and it, it took me so long to re- till I found out that everybody thinks it's a piece of shit, like 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 stench. Like, it's, <laughs> like oh, it's, I wouldn't go that far. Like it's rotten, it's rotten, it's bad. It's just you know, yeah. but it's hilariously bad because of just you know. The last time I watched it was a few years ago now, but um, me and a uh, guy I used to live with, we made a point of counting all of the ice-related puns that Arnold Schwarzenegger makes throughout the oh. film. It was some, somewhere around the 25, 26 mark. Are wow. there really that many? Yep. Wow. It's almost everything he says throughout the entire film. Do you know what's offensive <laughs> about that, though? It just shows how bad this film is. Yeah. They're like, oh, Schwarzenegger is known for his puns and his witty one-liners. Yeah. He's got, like, maybe two or three per movie. Yeah. But they're like, no... We don't need single digits in this film. No. Yeah. Let's yeah. give him fluffy slippers. Yeah. And horrendous. I just can't keep going. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, watched, know. I watched the film. I own it as a completest. And when I watch yeah, the quadrilogy, yeah. I will watch it. Yeah. But I can't say I love it. No, I know. It's, and I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, I just, but I enjoyed it so much as a kid. So I think that enjoyment has kind of stayed with me. So yeah. I, I can, I can appreciate a lot of that, what they were going for. I know it's, I know it's terrible. <laughs> I really do. But I, and it's also like, just Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy for me was just. She's the best the, thing about that film. She is the yeah, best thing in that film. She's good, I'm not going to lie. She is fantastic. Mm. Her performance mesmerized me. Yeah. I adored her and I did, I, you know, wanted to be her. Yeah. When I was a kid. Like she was just so, yeah. And then, you know, watching it as an uh, as a bisexual adult woman. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> definitely not straight. I'm <laughs> watching that movie. Um, oh boy. Um, anyway. But, Neither uh, were the boys, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> For other reasons, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, but I, apart from that, yeah, I, I will admit it's a very bad movie, but I, I definitely, I definitely find a lot of enjoyment mm. in it. Um, two other ones that are more to the, I, I will, def- I will defend to the ends of the earth. Um, uh, first one is actually one that we touched on last week, uh, which is Alien Resurrection, mm-hmm. when we were talking about franchise sequels, good and bad. Yeah. Um, the Alien franchise came up, and I went into a bit of a, a, a description of what Alien Resurrection is about, so I'm kind of going to reiterate a little bit of that, but not too much. But basically just, I, I think it's awesome, but 
everyone else thinks it's shit. Like, it's, I don't mind it. Yeah, okay, good. I have to say, I don't even mind part three. Same. Like, to be honest, like... Same. Like, okay, I get number one is a classic. Yes. Number two, I will even argue, yes, is even better than part one, depending on your point it, of view. I, I think it, I think you can't compare them. I love them both. They're both two different genres. Yeah, I do love them both. <laughs> yeah. But three and four, I think, round out the... Fan. I mean, I, are they as great as one or two? No. No. But they... Round up nicely. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad they you, don't offend me. I'm glad you agree. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, a lot of people ra- yeah. rag on number three as well as number yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I get why, but I, I, they're still good movies to me. Yeah. And I really like, especially with number four. I love, like it's like I said last week. I love that version of Ripley. Mm. She's so cool, and it's so different to anything we'd previously seen. Yeah, she's great. Um, so much growth and just Sigourney Weaver really bringing it as like, you know, a woman entering her middle age in the late nineties, like, and just kicking ass. Mm. And you know, they, the, the alien, the xenomorphs were created out of CG and they looked really good. I think some of it was a practical effects, but they, they looked really good. And I don't know. I love it. I think it's, I think it's an awesome sci-fi movie. Um, and then if we're going to get into, you know, another franchise, <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to say the Twilight Saga as a whole. Yes, <laughs> I don't mind it. I will. I will defend that to the end of the earth. I know. I know. Are they horrible? I though? get it. They're, no, no, they're not. I they're don't horrible. I'll be honest. I think so they are. many. No, thank you. Thank I you. Don't think they are. They're, they're really actually thank pretty good. You. I feel like the franchise ends on a cop out. I'm not going to lie. I, you know. You know. No. You all know the me. Oh, yep. Yeah. I don't know if you all agree. I nearly worked. No, I nearly walked out of cinema. Yeah. I, I watched <laughs> it. I'm like, really? It's led to that. I yeah. felt it was a cop out. Yeah. But overall, yeah. Don't mind. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the people I know. Mm. Um, think it's terrible. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I would love to have a conversation with Bethany Griffiths about what she thinks of Twilight, being a fellow vampire fan. Um, but um, yeah, no, I just I hate how people always go, oh, they sparkle, it's bullshit, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, who made the copyright on vampires? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't exist. They're not real things. You can do whatever you want. You can take creative license and do whatever you like interpret them how you want like yeah. no barely anyone ever gives her props for originality and, and it shits me and yeah. vampire lore is not the same yeah when it you sh- can it, it changes based on the take that's what's great about them yeah yes. exactly yeah. and it's it's fantastic and i love the fact that she went into in such a bold direction mm. yeah something that had never been done before like you know and i and i so i saw the movie before i read the book um, I haven't even read the books. No, yeah, I haven't the, either. The books, the books are good. Mm. Um, the books are good. A lot of people say she's not a great writer, but I, I still enjoy them. Um, but, um, but no, I just yeah. I, I, so I seeing the movie for the first time, and you know, the whole build up of what's going to happen when Edward steps into mm. the light. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, what's he going? What's going to happen? I had no idea. And then the fact that he started shining at first, I was like, wow. He's being really hard on himself yeah. because that's not a huge deal at all. No, 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 not a huge deal at all. But like, yeah. But then the way everyone's just kind of taken it and just gone, those are not real vampires. Get the fuck out of this. Like, mm. I just, I just hate it. Like I, because yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. Mm. The, the series as a whole, excuse me, is really good. It's a really good take on the vampire world. Yeah. I think I love, I love what those movies did. The actors are really good. I hate that Kristen Stewart gets so much flack for her performance. Yeah. Bella Swan was written 
as a blank slate. So you could put yourself in her position. Exactly. You know, she was not really described very well, mm. thoroughly in the novels. And so therefore Kristen Stewart didn't really have too much to go on in terms of like, okay, she's just this high school student who's just kind of neither here nor there, you know, not, not, not overly outgoing, kind of keeps to herself, very timid, soft-spoken like not you know it's boring kind of girl but like that's the point of her she's an everyday girl she's an everyday and again isn't she just performing how the director has asked her to perform yeah yeah like and yeah and go also feeding on your uh vampire lore um kendall like if i think about my all-time favorite vampire movie because i like vampire movies yeah uh, but i have to say if i had to pick a favorite it would be the lost boys and yeah. that in itself challenges vampire law. Like, it does. You know, in vampire law traditionally, you don't go to vampires with gar- you know garlic offends them. Yeah. Um, in Lost Boys, it's disproven that it's just a myth. Yeah. Like they, you know, they actually made fun of yeah. these vampire laws mm-hmm. and subverted it and all of these things. So right, you can do absolutely anything with these creatures. Yeah, yeah. Why and limit tw- yourself? Exactly. Yeah. And Twilight does the same thing. It subverts those yeah. expectations. Yeah. So I don't as think well. they're horrible films. No. Yeah. At all. Okay, I actually quite, yeah. I actually, I actually quite enjoy you. them. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, some people do rag on them. A lot they? of people they yeah. get they get a bad rap, and mm. I, I yeah I hate it. I will yeah. I will die defending those movies. So. I think I tend to think that films that have a huge following amongst like 12 year old girls tend to get shat on they do. because it's like if you know uh, you know giggly school girls like it they you know it can't be any good which is not true it's mm. not true you at know, all it is not true and i think the the fact that it became such a big obsession yes. in in you know in the zeitgeist of the time yeah, from like 2008 to t- 2012 when those movies were mm. coming out like you know, they were everywhere. You were team. Oh, yeah. You were team Edward, or you were team Jacob. <laughs> I mean, I well, yeah, I was definitely Edward. Hmm. I was gonna say I don't like. I was gonna say I was Switzerland, but no, that's that's a different franchise. I couldn't choose between people. No, no, no. This one, <laughs> this <laughs> one, I was definitely Edward because I hate werewolves. Um, <laughs> but that's just a personal thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's so it's just because that that just obsession just mm. kind of so many people turn their noses up at that kind of thing. Mm. Like especially if it's just all these young girls giggling and screaming, like you say, over these you know attractive men yeah. who happen to be supernatural creatures. Like it's yeah, it just kind of it, ru- it ruins it for people who want to actually take it seriously, appreciate it seriously. Yeah, exactly. For, I, de- I I definitely agree with you in yeah. the sense that it's it's a, they're actually pretty good films. Yeah, and I, and I and I enjoyed them for what they were and. I was in awe when he stepped out into the sun <laughs> and just started glistening. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, and I think the first film is quite good, especially because it, they weren't expecting it to be a huge success. Yeah. Because it's very much an indie and let's face kind it, of film. And let's face it, people who were maybe naysayers of, of the, the, the hype around the books and things like that weren't expecting it to be a good film either. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. but he, there you go. Um, yeah, those are my my yes. choices. Good choices, yes, people. Thank you. Everyone chose very well, <laughs> and some some ones I did not expect, and <laughs> ones I never heard of. So I love it. Education. Yeah. Woo! Now it's time to get into your sponsors. Yes. All right. Starting off with Stephen Gaston. Hey. Hi. Hey, Steve. Hey. <laughs> hello. 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 And he responds with hard question to answer. A movie I have seen many others say is horrible is Wild Wild West. 
but never really understood why. Steampunk Western comedy with Will Smith in his prime, weird spy gadgets in a buddy cop movie. I have it on DVD and bust it out from time to time. Here, here. I actually haven't seen it, but I really want to. You would enjoy it. <laughs> you would enjoy it a lot. It's re- it's right up your alley. All right. Um, it's, yeah, I will lend it to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, you're welcome. No, it's, it's, I, yeah, everybody, everybody really rags on this one as well. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about the fact that, you know, it's not the best of movies and it's so bad. Yeah. But not knowing, because I haven't seen it, I don't you know. You don't know. But, but here's a bit of trivia for you. Will Smith turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix to play this. Really? Yep. Fool. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've not seen Wild Wild West. I've seen bits and pieces okay, of it. Sure. Does not appeal to me in the slightest. No? No, nothing about it appeals to me. Not even Kevin Klein. Yeah, and Kevin Klein's really good in it too. Yeah. Like, and Selma Hayek. Yeah, it's not even the um, the fact that it did get ragged on and things like that. Yeah, it just yeah. personally doesn't... It just, there's nothing about it that really appeals to me. It's mm. fair. And you know how we talked earlier about um, Kevin Smith writing Superman Lives? Yes. Yeah. There's a link to that in Wild Wild West. Is there? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. I'm, nice. I'm teasing, but I can tell you what it is. If you want, I've, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if we've so, got the time, what, delve Oh, in. yeah, I'll be really quick because that's like me. Uh, <laughs> to be really quick with anything. <laughs> the boy can talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know how, like I was saying before, that uh, John Peters was wanting Kevin Smith to put in all these ideas and yes. things like that. Yes. One of the more famous ones is Polar Bear's. With, I think, like maybe launch packs or something, or uh, you know, like killer polar bears outside the fortress of solitude. Yeah, right. another one is he said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a giant spider that Superman went up <gasps> against? And no way, Wild Wild West has a giant spider contraption, <laughs> a giant mechanical spider. Uh, mm. yes. yes, and there is, I'm pretty sure it's, there's a YouTube video of Kevin Smith talking, oh, actually delivering be. this. This anecdote, yes, of him telling the story. That's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah Wild Wild West, as the only one on the table who's seen it, I I love this movie. I remember watching it when I was a kid. It was one I revisit, you know, from time to time. Um, Will Smith's really good in it. Kevin Klein is hysterical. Um, he's like the inventor. He's like the Doc Brown okay. kind of kind of character yep. in this film. Not that Will Smith's character was Martin McFly. He's not, but like he, that's just the kind of guy okay. Kevin Klein is. Yep. But he's got a kind of um, suaveness to him that Doc Brown doesn't have. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, Kenneth Branagh plays the villain. <laughs> um, and in pure Kenneth Branagh style, it's just like he's so good at slipping into characters because it's not like anything else he's done. Yeah. It really, it's so like he plays this, this guy who, who can't walk. Like he doesn't, he's okay. He, he doesn't have legs. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, and there's like a, 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 an assumed kind of history with that character. Like he lost his legs and nearly died, mm. but he saved himself because he's a genius inventor. And yeah. He's a, a madman. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> it's really, really good. I would highly recommend people actually watching it, but I, I can understand why people don't like it, but I, I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, I, mm-hmm. Stephen, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that awkward pause. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the wonderful co-host that is not here, Philip Hunting. Master hey, Philip Hunting. Master Hunting. Hello, Philip. Um, he says, Mystery Science Theatre 3000. 
Drunk and young me finds this ever so quotable, much to Wayne's dismay. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Fred watch, hashtag sorry not sorry, hashtag love you Wayne, hashtag normal view, hashtag normal view, hashtag normal view, and hashtag normal view. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, please explain the reference. Yeah, so uh, those normal view hashtags were like uh, relating to a scene in the film where they go to uh, look at some sort of screen at space or Earth or or some shit. Uh, (laughs) You can tell much I really like this movie. And the guy's like, okay, switch on, you know, normal view. And then there's this sort of chorus of normal view. And I can promise you that if you listen to Fred Watch Podcast One, Philip will do it a lot better than I just did. Yeah. But yeah, this is a movie that Philip had found accidentally. He's brought it to me, presented it to me. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's, uh, for those who don't know, Mystery Science Theatre 3000 revolves around this guy who wants to take uh, control of planet Earth by turning um, people's brains into mush. So he does that by experimenting on this guy who he's kidnapped and there's robots involved. I don't really know why, how they all know each other. But this guy and these robots watch bad B-grade movies. That's how the mad scientist wants to turn their minds into mush Mm. by showing them really bad movies. But instead, they end up commenting and enjoying the films Mm. instead. So Mystery Science Theatre 3000 is a condensed version of the movie because it's like normally a a one-hour show or a half-hour show with people talking over it, delivering gags through the film. It's like an audio commentary. Yeah, yeah. It's as horrible as it sounds. And I will say that, Philip, I love you. You know I love you to the moon and back, my friend. You have made me sit through a lot of shit. (laughs) And I will say this isn't even the worst of it. It really isn't. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's all I really want to talk about this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I thought was... I'd put it to rest at Fred Watch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, haven't fair. Seen it. I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything. Yeah. No. yeah. Look, listen to Fred Watch episode one. It's a 15-minute episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's not so bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to that. <laughs> Because I, I, yeah, I thought I'd listen to it, but I probably haven't, unless I forgot. But it was a while I ago. Can, now, I so. know I have, but it's been a while. It's you know what? Well, well yeah. you know, well, we've almost been doing we've been doing Fred Watch for a year and a half now. Yeah. And you all have been um, sensible to um, push this movie out of your memory. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. And it's of course it's difficult to remember a podcast to a film if you've never seen it because you're not. Yeah. True. It That's true. Anything. That makes yeah. sense. That's, yeah. yeah. No, definitely going to dive back into that episode because <laughs> yeah. I'm keen to hear these reactions. Yeah. Oh, if, you, if you actually want to, to hear uh, me ranting about a really bad film, like the worst film Philip has ever shown me, uh, was Thunderbirds Ago. Yeah. That is definitely worth listening to if you want to hear me rant. Yeah. Like you, rant. I think yeah, I remember that podcast. Yeah, yeah. you, d- you oh, did. Fucking painful. You did, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, such a shame. Oh, it is. Such a shame. Sit through Iron Man 2 instead of watching that movie. Yeah, because Iron Man 2 is awesome. Mm -hmm. If you're comparing it to that piece of shit, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it's... But only if you're comparing it to that piece of shit. Okay, let's... Mikey Listo has the next response. (laughs) (laughs) And moving on. While I still have my job, I'll read his response. Yes. Love you, Kendall. (laughs) Please love me back one day. Okay, so... (laughs) 
If we're going by what is conventionally a horrible movie, the Rotten Tomatoes scoring, for your information, I give Rotten Tomatoes a 9% score in relevancy. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. A movie that I go back to for some dumb entertainment to switch off my brain is 1991's Drop Dead Fred. Mm. Sure, I may... Have my nostalgic. No, I may have my nostalgic glasses on defending this dog's breakfast of a film, but whatever I. But whatever I still enjoy it. Damn it! As I'm older now, the way I analyze movies have changed. Plus, being a member of Fred, I have dabbled in film production, so I have a basic understanding on how the sausage is made. So, looking back at Drop Dead Fred, it's a really messy film, and for an outsider, it doesn't look appealing. But as Rick Mayrell, but as a Rick Mayrell vehicle. It was fine. Not great, but fine. Not even the star power of Phoebe Cates, fresh from Gremlins 2, the new batch, and Carrie Fisher, who was shaking off Star Wars, could make a splash in the American market. Carrie Fisher was in Drop Dead Fred? You know what? I don't remember. I, I, don't I, remember, I remember Phoebe, obviously. I remember Phoebe Cates, because yeah, she's the main character, yeah. and then, yeah, of course, Rick Mayo, but I don't remember Carrie being no, in it. it's been a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike goes on to say, but I could watch Drop Dead Fred once a year and would be sick of it. Probably wouldn't be sick of it. Yeah. Well, I do tend to fast forward to Rick Mayrell's introduction. Rick must have had a sore back for carrying this film on his shoulders. Oh. Uh, rest in peace, Rick and Carrie. Yes. Um, wow. I saw Drop Dead Fred when I was a kid. Me too. And I remember liking it. And I think on a repeated viewing a few years later, not thinking anything of it, so I've not seen it yeah. pretty much since the nineties. Same. Yeah. I yeah. I remember. Um, being shown this film either uh, at a school f- camp or at a friend's house for a slumber party or something and we all lost our shit we loved it um, so I remember it ha- holding some kind of special place in, in childhood and I haven't had a chance to revisit it as an adult and I really would like to just to see how it how it holds up Yeah, because uh, I imagine it probably hasn't aged well um, no I don't think so but I remember Rick Mayle being just insane in this movie because he's an imaginary character right like he's not a real person yeah. technically in uh, like you know he's you know um phoebe cates is like an imaginary friend from when she was a kid was a child yeah have yeah. you seen the film no it? i haven't yeah, yeah. so he yeah. sort of comes back into he comes back when yeah. she's an adult yeah. and he, so she starts seeing him again and he's just mental yeah like yeah it's 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 i remember it being a lot of fun but i yeah i can't say whether or not it's it holds up as a good or a bad film now. Okay. Yeah, I definitely need to rewatch it. <laughs> um, excellent. All right. Thank, Thank you very you much, Mikey. Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Our next response comes from Christina Rogos. Hey, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> and she says the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> They are definitely not life-changing movies, <laughs> but I love all the car stunts and chases. Also, Xanadu had to throw in an 80s movie for you guys. It was 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Shocking. Gene Kelly is in it for goodness sake. What? Gene Kelly is in Xanadu? Most certainly is. The legend that is Gene Kelly. Lovely performance. But, Christina, I'm going to interpret your reaction to the Rotten Tomatoes score as shocking. Thusly, I can't believe it scored so highly. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Xanadu. Um, I really should watch it. <coughs> Apparently not, according to Wayne. <laughs> um, um, this last 10 minutes. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Fast and the Furious franchise, yeah, they definitely kind of vary in quality and they've kind of... I've been talking about these movies a lot at work hmm. with some colleagues because, you know, the, this Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw movie is in theatres now, hashtag not sponsored. And apparently um, horrible too. Par- well, it looks... Like just it looks you very know, cheesy. dumb, dumb fun. Yeah, like yeah. popcorn entertainment. Leave your brain at the door, Basically, which is fine. Which is totally fine, and I think a lot of people know that when they're gonna go sit down yeah. and watch that, they're like, "This, yeah. there is not going to be any intrigue and high drama no, going yeah. on." Well, you here. don't see a Fast and Furious film for that. No, that's no. not why they exist. Yeah. But no, the movies, the, the franchise in itself has devol- devolved from these like interesting street racing mm. kind of uh, you know crime. Films, yeah, um, into these big blockbuster action like espionage, yeah, spy movies with The Rock now and and now and Jason Statham and like, yes. which is fine because they're great, but The Rock's in everything now, <laughs> um, and which is also kind of fine, but because he he's really good, but he should be in everything. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, so the, but yeah, they're clearly not, you know. They're not amazing mm. movies by any standard, but they've they've really changed. This franchise has gone through some weird. It's developed. It, yeah, I it, guess it's also responding to its audience, who will always want bigger and better. That's true. So uh, I've only seen the first Fast and Furious movie. Okay, I didn't mind it. Yeah, but what struck out to me was how badly acted it is by the two yeah. leading men, like. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are absolutely atrocious in this movie. Yeah. Like, they're... like. I mean, rest in peace, Paul Walker, but... Yes, but if you can't act, you can't act, right? In this first At movie. At least in this first movie. He, get, he gets better as he goes along. And they they ha- both do. And I actually have to... I will acknowledge that because I was over at my sister and brother-in-law's house and it was sort of playing in the background. I'm like, what movie is this? They're like, oh, you know, Fast and Furious Part 27 or whatever it was. And I see, you know, Paul and Vin Diesel and I see them play out scenes. I'm like... I've actually learned how to act. But it, their acting is so offensive in the first film that it did not make me want to go and watch yeah, the rest. No, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 so right. Yeah, I can easily do this, um, you know, blow them up fun and stuff like that. Like, we need films like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's great. Distractions. Yeah, it's great escapism and yeah. entertainment. I can deal with it. But my goodness. <laughs> like, take it from me how bad these guys are in, the, in this first film. Like, I love the Friday the 13th films, and I can tell you, acting is not a priority in those movies. Like, really, they're horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most of the time. Except Kevin Bacon, who was always amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> he was in part one for you. Yes, he oh, was. Okay, he's, he was. He's, he's got the signature death in that one. He does. Right. Yeah, really yes. Does. Amazing. I've only ever seen Tokyo, Trip, Tokyo Drift. That's the only one I've seen out of all the whole franchise. <laughs> Which is like the third one, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the first, third Fast and the Furious yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, the first one is horrible. <laughs> not horrible the acting is horrible the acting is yeah you're you're correct yeah um and then one other thing about fast and furious I wanted to add is just the fact that the the car stunts seem to make less and less sense <laughs> the deeper in the franchise yeah. you get they defy the laws of physics and yes. gravity like they should be possible yeah um fulia do you have anything you want to add on this answer not really because i've not really like i said i've only ever seen Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift out of the whole franchise of Fast yeah. and Furious. Fair enough. Um, and it wasn't really that great, to be honest. And I've yeah. never seen Xanadu, so... Would you like to see Xanadu? Maybe. Would you like to see Olivia Newton-John on roller skates around that ring? <laughs> she plays like this mystical goddess creature type Yeah, see, thing. that's the thing. I remember seeing the video for Xanadu 
um and, and like you know who she's singing and she's on roller skates yeah. and it's all white and it looks wonderful and i was like oh okay so the movie's about like must be about these like young gr- group of people who like to go to their local roller armor and and, <laughs> roller, and but, but you're saying that it's about mythical creatures well and- she's kind of like this muse for this artist okay so this guy it's his job to paint um like record I believe, like record artwork, you know, like, so oh. you've got the image and he makes them huge and stuff like murals of them or whatever. Wow. Yeah. And he interacts with, um, Olivia Newton-John's character. Uh, but yeah, like there's nothing overtly bad about the film, but it's just very, the pace is a little bit off and it typifies the excess of the 80s so you know in the 80s right. everything was about more and more and more yeah. so it was more about being flashy more about like color and stuff like that mm-hmm. it doesn't really come together however if you youtube olivia newton john xanadu you'll find roughly the last 10 minutes of the film which is when she performs the title song and you've got all these wonderful dance sequences mm-hmm. watch that it's the best part of the movie yeah <laughs> yeah wow okay yeah. there you go all right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And except for one last little popcorn culture mention. Yes. Fulia, take it away with this one. Okay. So, uh, during the week, I stumbled across um, a video on Tested.com. And it's a video uh, of uh, Adam Savage answering questions from the fans. So... This particular video, <laughs> coincidentally, was the same question that we have asked you of what horrible film do you love? <laughs> we are not in cahoots with Tested.com. We are not. <laughs> but we can be but if you want be. us to. We would love to be. <laughs> Hashtag please sponsor us. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. And so Mr. Adam Savage has answered... Um, another fan's question, which was the same question, essentially. Yes. Uh, and he said that he loves Con Air. Hey. Yes. I love Con Air. Yeah. <laughs> no, Con I've, Air is fun. Now, I've never actually seen it, but uh, according to Adam, Adam Savage, uh, the trailer promised you what the movie was going to be about. Yeah. Take it away. What was Con Air about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. I've only seen it once, and it was a long time ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's like I think is Nicholas Nicholas Cage is playing a, a you know he's a he's a prisoner. Yes. But I think he's a wrongfully convicted one. Yes, because let's face it, he's the hero, so he has to be the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's what I can remember too. Yeah, and the, these prisoners are, including him, are all on this this plane. Hence the title Con Air. Yeah. Um, roll credits. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, John Malkovich is the villain of the piece, and yeah. he pl- hatches a plot to uh, to bring the plane down so they can all escape. Right. Um, and then yeah, John Cusack's in there somewhere as well. And you know what though? Yeah. It's the silly fun that it sounds like. Like, <laughs> and um, Adam is not wrong. It delivers what it promises. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know why some people get really roused by by these films when they're like silly fun that's what they're supposed to be yeah you know they're not shakespeare <laughs> you know they're not pretending that they're um you know they're going for oscar golden glory yeah they're, 
a lot of fun. But I remember that. I remember just thinking it was it was a really fun movie. Yeah. But I'm like you, Kendall. I haven't seen it for a really long time. Yeah. Anything probably when it first came out was roughly around that time. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that just was watching over it on, twenty years ago now. Yeah, watching it when it was like on, on TV. Yeah. Back in the day, folks, movies came out on TV about a year after they finished cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they you were did, always premiered on a Sunday night. They yeah. were. You didn't. You didn't have to wait that long. Mm. Yeah. You waited about a year. A year or two. Roughly. Yeah. 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 And it was always a big deal. Always. Mm. It was huge. Yeah. Sunday night premiere. Yeah. Like every time. <laughs> um, yes. So connection to a previous bad film we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were talking about it before we recorded, Jerry Bruckheimer produced this movie. Right. Yes. And yeah. So I think wasn't he was involved with... Oh, wait. He wasn't involved with something I talked about. Oh, never mind. I'm getting my wires crossed. No, that's Joel Schumacher that did Batman and Robin. Yes. I get them confused because Schumacher and Bruckheimer, like they were oh, both yeah. heavy in the nineties. This like, is true. Yeah, I get I, the names. Anyway, <laughs> it's getting late. Um, yeah, thank you so much. That's all right for that, and thank you to Adam Savage. Thank, thank you. you, the legendary Adam Savage um, from Tested.com and MythBusters. Oh yes, let's I love not, that. Let's man. not forget. Mm. <laughs> Big um, fan. Such a huge coincidence that he would get asked that question the same week that we asked. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Love it. So um, good. So what is next week's question, Wayne? Next week's question. What nerdy tattoo would you get? And why? And why? Yes. 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 So anything nerdy from movies, TV, anime, anime, gaming, gaming, video games. I'm already planning on some. Yeah. Yeah. To actually get them done. And you know, if you've, if you've had one or two and you're not getting any more, what are those? Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Actually, if you actually have any, if you've got any, let us know. I mean, I'd say send us photos, but this is an audio medium. (laughs) Um, So, but I mean, I'd like to look at your pretty pictures. Yeah. Why not? We can describe them. I love tattoos by all means. Yes. Send them in. I won't be Um, here next week. But you know, by all means, do it. Yes. <laughs> I like to look anyway. Yes. Yeah, tattoos exactly. are amazing. They are. They're works of art. Yes. Mm. So remember um, to use hashtag tell Fred. Yes. Why not? Don't forget that part. Mm-hmm. All right. What's up with Fred? Hmm. Well, Fred Watch is moving to Mondays. I.e., if you're listening to this, you should have already gone on our website yes. <laughs> for MCU. Mo- MCU Mondays for Fred Watch. Yes! Yes! And not delivered by me. (laughs) (laughs) They applaud now the fools. (laughs) Yes, so Fred Watch, quickie reviews uh, on the MCU movies, starting with Iron Man. Yay! Yeah, so I'll be reviewing those. Totally unbiased. It is a troll-free zone because Fred Watch is so Kendall can read breathing easily. Uh, <laughs> now I'm excited. Well, I'm shooting myself in the foot a little bit because now there'll be documented evidence as to what I really think of these movies. Uh, <laughs> Kendall is excited. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I thought that, that would be fun, actually. And that'll, yeah, and that'll take great. us out to the year. So, yeah, Fred Watch will be on Mondays. Yes. We'll still have the occasional podcast on a random Thursday. So in August, there'll be two podcasts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Philip and I will be reviewing the Wizard of Oz soon. Ah. So that's nice. our yeah. It's to mark its 80th anniversary. Wow. I've not seen that in a long time. Yeah, Me either. It is a gorgeous movie. So we yeah. actually haven't sat down to record, watch and record yet. So, but that will happen. That'll be out mm. soon. And then we're going to end August with uh, Fred Watch's very first crap. 
spectacular special, uh, the aforementioned room. Yeah, I, I have edited and I'm listening back to the episode now to make sure that it is absolutely schmick, and <laughs> it is a hot mess of an episode reflecting the hot mess of the movie. Yeah, makes sense. And <laughs> makes it could sense. not have been done any other way. It was a lot of fun to review this film. Yes, and, it was. Um, and I hope you've seen it because it is difficult to come by, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but it's definitely worth uh, listening to. So that'll be out uh, towards the end of the month. Keep yes. your spoons at home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them in your drawers. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> or, or picture framed. And, <laughs> and, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so look, that, that's it for me, really. Just uh, focusing on Fred Watch. I am doing other creative stuff, which is really, exciting so i will be uh going to auditions tomorrow casting a show which is exciting and fulia kendall and some other beautiful humans will be uh with me on tuesday reading through uh some new content yes won't be released through fred but has a link to fred it does and that's all i'm saying that's that's all it is (laughs) that's all it is um as for me Mm. i'm very early pre-production stages of Collectible Chaos for next month. Yeah, um, what will it be? Oh, well, we're not allowed to know. Well, I mean, it's it's obvious if well, you, if you next follow month, me. This month. Sorry. Yes, I mean, sorry. Next ne- in- next episode. Yes. this month. Yes, this month. We're in we August, August now. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for reminding me. Um, yes, no, but yes, if you know me, you know Collectible Chaos. Uh, it's Michael Jackson themed. Yeah, yeah. It's August and it's his birthday. Day. So uh, it will be on him. I will reveal the topic later on. Um, so that will be fun. And I was going to say, actually, I'm just going to say it on air. I probably could say it off there, off air, but on Collectible Chaos. Yes. Feel free to watch my latest video, mm-hmm. but there are Endgame spoilers right at the end. Okay. And you still haven't seen Endgame. No, I have not. I will so be watching it inevitably, though. You will be. <laughs> because I would really love to hear your thoughts on the video, but maybe just okay. don't watch my number one pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing, Kendall. After I watch my uh, MCU movie mm-hmm. and then I write the review mm-hmm. because I want my thoughts I then go back and watch your non-scripted ramble to, si- oh. to compare oh cool to compare uh, your thoughts and mine that's clever yes yeah, that's okay. what I do okay yeah, so and how's that going so far well at the moment I've got three in the bag because I did have to have a hiatus to look after some other things yes and on some elements you and I agree Mm-hmm. And then there's one particular film you and I disagree completely. Oh. Kind of completely anyway. I should say, I'm sure there, there is more connecting, you know, like more of a connection and uh, correlation. Sorry, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but I think overall um, you would go, no, Wayne and, Wayne and Kindle don't quite agree okay. on this film. Okay. All right. I'm going to wait to read your review. Yes. And then we'll yes. talk about it. We will talk. I think um, you'll know it when it comes up. But I imagine. I as I said, I've only done the first three, so it'll be one of the first three. Yeah. I, I can already guess which film it is. <laughs> uh, I think I already know. Um, but yes. So, uh, yes. Click, click, speaking of, yeah. Collectible yes. Chaos. There is a brand new episode. Yes. Of Collectible up. Chaos is up. Uh, it is my top 10 favorite films, if you didn't guess, of the Infinity Saga, mm. uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Infinity Saga. Uh, please go check that out on YouTube mm-hmm. right now. And you're um, right. I, I think this should have been discussed during Popcorn Culture, but whatever. What should have been discussed during Popcorn Culture? You, MCU movies, Infinity Saga. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would I? Because that's incorrect. 
anyway, um, I'm yes. gonna lie. It is always fun trolling Kendall, but it's funnier when she's a bit slow for the mark. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I am. I, I, yeah. yeah nothing, it's late in the night. No, nothing against blondes, but I was born blonde. <laughs> I don't know if that says anything uh, or not. Um, anyway, sorry, that's really bad. Um, anyway, so yeah, yep. collectible chaos. I think that's all from me. Yeah, cool. I don't new really episode have... of the monthly is up for yes. last month. Yes. Um, um, and that was discussing... Aladdin. Aladdin. The original versus... The live action. Yes. Is the question up yet for you? Are we allowed to know or do we have to wait for the post? Uh, this month's question... I've actually forgotten. We are is. doing favorite Harry Potter characters. There we go. Hey! Favorite Harry Potter I love Potter this. Characters. Yes. This is so, great. And yes. we're talking not just the movies or not just the books. Everything. 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 Yeah, every, extended every, universe. Every Harry Potter and fast, even if you want to go into Fantastic Beast stuff. Yeah. Any, anything uh, from the Potterverse. Yeah, yes. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a great, great topic to be yeah, discussing. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that'll get a lot of answers from you guys. If yep. you're, you know, you're listening, mm. if you're Potterhead, um, get involved. There'll be yeah. posts on social media coming up over the next few weeks. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Fulia, how's the um, Halloween fan fiction coming along? Hey, <laughs> coming along where? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read it. Really. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. Because I thought that you were going to workshop it in your birthday celebrations, but I'm like, I want to wait to hear the final product this is exciting we could do it its own podcast it could be like an audiobook <laughs> wow I... <laughs> moving on to incompetent gamers was it something I said <laughs> oh wait oh wait it's always something you say okay. um still I tried <laughs> Running on oh, uh, Murder Soul Suspect with yes. me, Fuji. Um, still, still enjoying it, even though oh I'm my still freaking God. out with those damn demons. That was insane. I saw. So, if you miss the live streams, if you don't have time to sit down and watch the entire thing, please check out every Saturday. Fulia uploads like a, a, a highlight segment, basically. <laughs> and this mm. week, man, you were hounded by those demons. oh yeah i was it was bad you nearly died yeah i cool. was very close to dying a few times yeah. in that same five minutes five, that was just, i was trying was a five to minute period you were just trying to escape them i didn't understand I didn't because get... you kept hiding and they kept finding you yeah I'm because like... they're not they're, because the hidey holes aren't really uh spread out yeah as much as i would have wanted to <clears> in that in that room, yeah, I had no choice but to just keep jumping in between those. So they they could they ones. can see you and so they can sense you. Yeah, and they come up to the one that you're hiding in. They'll sense you and they'll start screeching. Yeah, and that's when you have to quickly move. Yeah, because if you stay there and they keep screeching. You're going. You're going to be pulled out of that hidey hole. Yeah, and then they'll try it like the Dementors kiss. They yeah. will literally kill, kill you. you. Mm. So I'm having to switch between each little hidey hole whenever possible, and I have to do it for as long as possible to the point that these demons will all of a sudden be like. Where is it? Where yeah, is it? lose and then, interest. And then they'll lose interest and then yeah. they'll go back to work. <clears throat> but it was so intense. <laughs> it, oh, imagine me I know. playing it. I know. You would have been terrified. <laughs> you poor thing. But Man. luckily this time around, I didn't need to br- pause for a break. I could just keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud. 
You're amazing, Foya. Yeah. Took one for the team. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah check that out, yeah. guys. Yes. So oh, my God. I play on the Friday nights uh, or Friday evenings, and then I upload a little highlight video <laughs> from, from that stream uh, on Saturday mornings. Yes. Nice. So yeah. keep an eye on that. Keep and we've still it. also got, um, I think, um, Darth Puddin and his Incomeron Gaming on Tuesdays. I may have missed this week's. I'm not sure. I think it came out a day later. I th- yeah, I don't think it came out on time. Yes, no. it was a Wednesday because uh, <coughs> Philip was helping me with auditions. Okay, <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Socks. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, Philip so... works hard for the money too, folks. It's <laughs> <laughs> not just these two beautiful ladies. Yes. Philip does too. This is true. Mm. Um, what else have we got? Um, I think from my end... I think that's it. That's literally it. Yeah. Yes. All right. And uh, we've still got your regular beta test uh, uh, yep. reviews that come up as well. Yeah, that comes out monthly. And yeah, it's pretty much it. We've got, we, we've got our we've podcasts rolling on. Yep. Yes, yes. We've got those gorgeous videos from Kendall. Yeah. And now Fulia oh, too. Yes. Yay. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're online. All the time. All the time. Oh, Let's out. Yes. All the content. Do. Yes. Speaking of being online, uh, shall we get to the plugs after we say... That, that was, was a podcast called Friend! Remember... Remember who you are, Simba. Um, to follow us... <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> To follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien, follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Cameras, our live stage shows, and more. That was the Fred plug. That was the Fred plug. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. And I've been a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And you've just just experienced experienced a podcast called Fred. Yay. Episode 78. Wow, we're old. Yep. Yo. Remember to eat beef. Yes. The beef. The beef. Remember who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I am your father. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally. And it's so funny. They're the same person. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am King Joffy Joffa. (laughs) Comedy gold, people. Comedy gold. Really saying that because we're we're not as funny as we think we are. <laughs> Look, you're really not. But I mean, if it makes you feel better, I know I'm not. I'm like no one laughs at my jokes more than me. Uh, you know when you're just sort of listening to your podcast back and you just go, I'm so funny. <laughs> at least somebody's laughing at me. <laughs> Might as well be me. Yep, I'm the same. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. No, nope. nothing at all. Enjoy yourself, people. Yes. Ah, oh, remember to eat everything you ever want. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you. Rate, review, subscribe, and, and scene. scene.